welcome to Health, Happiness and Homeopathy. Hello, my name is Madeleine Innocent. I want to help you reach your greatest potential through holistic means, which are both logical and empowering. Reading and Understanding Blood Tests for Cats While this podcast gives an example of how to read and understand a blood test for a cat, this is applicable for anyone's blood tests. And I'm taking a real case here that was brought to me. The vet had diagnosed hypothyroidism. Susan didn't want to use the suggested drug, so she came to me for a more natural approach. I well know that blood tests are highly inaccurate. They miss things. They miss early signs, they don't consider stress, they don't consider causes, they don't ask questions about behaviour. They rely solely on the test and make a diagnosis only from that. Overdiagnosis is rampant in the medical and veterinary industries. The thyroid is an easy target and so drugs are prescribed when there's very little to go on, as I show you here. Stress is a huge factor, especially for cats. The very fact that cats are put in a carrier, thereby preventing escape, is a very big stress factor for most cats. Then the journey to the vet adds significantly to that. Then the clinic with the other frightened animals, the chemical smells, the strange people, heightens an already stressed cat. And I haven't even begun to mention the energy factor, which animals use all the time. Don't think that if your cat's not crying out, they're not stressed. Being frozen in fear is not uncommon. Think of rabbits in headlights. Then you have to wait, and finally you get to see a vet. By the way, don't ever let a take ever let a vet take your animal into a back room to do an examination or a blood test for two reasons. One is that you don't know what they do, and the other is that your presence is somewhat calming. If the vet refuses, politely scoop up your cat and find another who has more respect for your views. If you really want a blood test done, then the services of a mobile vet can be better. They can be, although of course not necessarily, be more sensitive to the cat and take time to ensure minimum stress. Susan had allowed her cat to be taken into a back room and the vet did report that she put up a bit of a fight. So now we have more stress and some injury because she would have resisted the needle going in. The tense muscles create a trauma. Once you have received the blood test report, which is your right by the way, so insist if there's resistance, after all who paid for it, then it's time to do your research. Generally, there are a list of abbreviated names, the normally considered range, and then a rating. Sometimes there's a reading. Other times, it may just be rated as low, normal, or high. You're looking for any of the readings that are not in the normal range. So now you start your online search. Type in blood test cat or cat blood test, followed by the abbreviated name of the condition you're searching. So in this case, the um, out-of-range areas were in glucoserum, ALP, AST, ALT, CK, and T4. And they were all in the high range or just out of the normal range. So I searched each one, and this is what I found. 
I checked on a few different websites to get a wider picture. You get lots of opinions, and what you want are the websites that show you what the results mean, so vets, colleges, research, etc. And they should show you a list of the readings. So we'll start with glucose serum. It was only just out of normal range. The HEPA website, H-E-P-P-E-R, quotes that this is your cat's blood sugar. It is mostly used to diagnose diabetes. However, the values can shift slightly with stress. Me, my quote, I did wonder what they meant by slightly. Do they play things down? I suggest Susan's cat was mega stressed. Then the ALP, which is sometimes called the ALKP, it's a liver enzyme. And when they say that, it means damage. And it was significantly high. The Critical Care DVM website cites some causes, amongst others, as liver, <coughs> excuse me, as liver, acute and chronic stress and drugs. So me, this was worrying for me that a but not apparently for the vet, as liver damage is due to toxin ingested ingestion. So drugs, vaccines, injections, commercial cat food, poisons and the like. Susan had recently adopted her cat from a shelter where they vaccinate worm, defle, sterilise all in one go before the adoption. How cats survive that is beyond me. So she was still detoxing from all that and the reading will come down in time on a healthy raw diet. So then I went on to the AST, a muscle enzyme, again meaning damage or trauma, was moderately high. The HEPA website said, while this parameter is not very important, it can indicate liver, heart or muscle damage. Pet Place uh, website said much the same with the addition of toxin ingestion. Me, hello, she'd just gone through some muscle damage with the vet and we know that the ALP, from the ALP test, that she has a liver issue. So no surprises there. Now I moved on to the ALT. This is a liver and muscle enzyme, again, meaning damage. So muscle damage, but it's considered of lowish importance and that was a bit out of normal range. So the HEPA website said this, if this is raised, it can indicate liver or muscle damage. Me, well, we know that. So CK, this is a muscle enzyme, again, meaning damage. It was significantly high. Pet Place website says high levels indicate muscle trauma or damage. Yes, we know that. <laughs> Surgery, bruises, inflammation and the like. PubMed lists trauma, bites, prior anaesthesia, injections as a cause for increased levels. VetSpace, that was quite an interesting website, it lists forcible restraint, difficulties hitting a vein to withdraw blood, stress, recent muscle damage as some of the causes. And antibiotics can cause muscle damage as can heart damage, injuries of any sort and in hypothyroid issues. So VetSpace was saying that the CK can indicate hypothyroid issues. This is rare in cats. They're much more prone to hyperthyroidism. So CK can also indicate muscle atrophy. That means muscle wasting when you're just not working, moving around. And corticosteroid drugs. So your 
um, anything that's cortisone or steroid, prednisolone, things like that. So me, she just went through restraint and resistance to taking the blood. So this would be high. Duh. T4 was moderately high. This gives an indication of thyroid activity, and it was probably the main area the vet was focused on. Many cats become hypothyroid as they age. Thyroid levels are also affected by nutrition, disease states, particularly liver and kidney disease, and drugs, etc. The VCA hospitals, quote, levels naturally fluctuate throughout the day. The VET Cornell website quotes, FT4 levels can be falsely elevated by mishandling specimens or samples, and they can be affected by drugs and nutrition. And then they go on to say that a more comprehensive panel for cats would be to measure to T3, the free T4 ED, ED stands for equilibrium dialysis, not the TS, which indicates a two-step, and the TSH as well as the T4 panel. Pet Health Network quotes only 5% of cats under 10 years of age are diagnosed with hypothyroidism and most common in cats over 13 years of age. So the vet's diagnosis of hypothyroidism was based only on the elevated T4 values. It appears no consideration was made for the stress Susan's cat was obviously under. T4 was only moderately high. And as she had recently been adopted from a shelter, she would have been getting over the poor nutrition from commercial cat food, the drugs she had had there and the liver damage, which is inevitable from all this. And don't forget these readings can easily be false if they're not handled properly. And there was no T3, no free T4 and no TH, uh, TSH tests done. Susan's cat age was uncertain as she was adopted as an adult. At a guess, the vet thought she may have been about 12 years old. So that was a guess, though. While Susan was feeding her cat a healthy raw diet, her husband was sneaking in the dry food as he liked to spoil her, as he said. So spoil has two opposite meanings, doesn't it? It can be um, giving somebody extra and it could be damaging them. So I made the recommendation to get her husband to focus more on love and cuddles than the dreadful so-called treats. Once you've done your research, then you search for the typical symptoms of that condition. In this case, Susan had done that and did not see any correlation between the typical symptoms of hypothyroidism and her cat. Interestingly, the vet didn't ask her about that. So next time you get a blood test done, I highly recommend that you check out what it really means rather than taking an expert's advice. Very often the wording is may cause or may indicate rather than it actually does. I can do it for you for a moderate fee if you like, but I suggest you'll learn more if you do it yourself. And don't forget, not only does stress affect readings, so does diet. If the diet contains even a little toxic food, the results will be skewed. Not only that, but a vet told me that the same blood test, sorry, the same blood tested on the same day on the same equipment can give different results. 
So don't hang your life on the results of a blood test. Treat it as a possible indication of areas that need improving. By the way, elevated phosphorus levels, which are considered uh, to be in kidney diseases and bleeding disorders, are generally only found in commercially fed cats. The synthetic so-called supplements are not excreted. Elevated levels of natural phosphate, phosphorus as found in meat and particularly bones is easily excreted. So don't be led down a rabbit hole there. So do stop, you know, stopping the commercial food and switching to a raw meat and bones diet is likely to bring all these levels back to normal. Till the next time, good health. <laughs>